Hi friends, let's get into redox reactions. I'm really sorry for that. Okay, so reactions that involve the transfer of electrons from one chemical species to another are oxidation reductions or redox reactions. Uh, the law of conservation of charge states that electrical charge can either be created or destroyed, so an isolated loss or gain of electrons cannot occur. Oxidation, loss of reduction, huh, loss of electrons, and a reduction, gain of electrons, must occur simultaneously, re resulting in an electron transfer called a redox reaction. An oxidizing agent causes another atom in a redox reaction to undergo oxidation and is itself reduced, and likewise, redu reducing reagent causes the other atom to be reduced and itself oxidized. So, yeah. There's some mnemonics for that. Oil rig, Leo says Gur. Loss of electrons oxidation. Gain of electrons is reduction. Leora says Giroa. Loss of electrons is oxidation. Reducing agent. Gain of electrons is reduction. Oxidation agent. So, Almost all oxidizing agents contain oxygen or another strongly electronegative element like a halogen, and reducing agents often contain metal ions or hydrides. So there are some examples of those. So oxidizing agents O2, H2O2, F2, Cl2, Br2, I2, H2SO4, HNO3, NaClO, yada yada. And then reducing agents CO, C, B2H6, SN2+, hydrazine, zinc, ZNHD, Lindler's Catalyst, NABH4, LAOH4, NADH, FADH2. Okay, so redox reagents like NAD plus tend to act as both oxidizing and producing agents at different times during metabolic pathways, so they are mediators of energy transfer. And we'll get into that when we go into biochem and bio. Okay, so oxidation numbers are assigned to atoms in order to keep track of their redistribution of electrons during chemical reactions. Based on the oxidation numbers, it's possible to determine how many electrons are gained or lost. Uh, so here are the rules. The oxidation number of a free element is zero, so N2, P4, S8, and HE have oxidation numbers of zero. The oxidation number of a monatomic ion is equal to the charge of the ion, so like for Na+, CO2+, or plus one, plus two, etc. Oxidation number of each group 1A element is a 1 plus. Oxidation number of each group 2A element is a 2 plus in a compound. Those are in a compound, both of them. And for group 7A, it's negative 1, except when combined with an element of higher electronegativity. So like HCl, Cl has an oxidation number of negative 1, but in HOCl, the oxidation number is plus 1. The oxidation number of hydrogen is usually plus one, however, its oxidation number is negative one in compounds with less electronegative elements. So hydrogen is plus one in HCl, but negative one in NaH. In most compounds, the oxidation number of oxygen is negative two. The exceptions are peroxides, where the charge of each oxygen is negative one, and compounds with more electronegative elements, like OF2, where oxygen has a plus two charge. And the sum of the oxidation numbers of all the atoms present in a neutral compound is zero, so the sum of the oxidation numbers of the atoms present in the polyatomic ion is equal to the charge of the ion. So for SO4 two minus, the sum of the oxidation numbers has to be negative two. And obviously this is always confused with formal charge. Both look at the perceived charge on an element, but they do it in different ways. Oxidation number is unequal division of electrons and bonds, awarding the electrons to the most electronegative element. 
and a formal charge assumes equal division of electrons and bonds, awarding one electron to each atom in the bond, and the distribution lies somewhere in between these two extremes that we're doing. So when we assign oxidation numbers, we have to start with the known atoms and use this information to determine the oxidation numbers of the other atoms or the states. So most transition metals can take on multiple oxidation states and the absorption of emission of light from metals altered such that different frequencies are absorbed. So changes of oxidation state in transition metals usually corresponds to a color change. So then when we talk about balancing redox reactions, you use the half-reaction method, also known as the ion-electron method, where the equation is separated into two half-reactions, one ox and one re part, and each half-reaction is balanced separately and then added to give a balanced overall reaction. Then we have net ionic reaction or equations. Uh, so we focused on the presence of protons and hydroxide ions for as a basis, which little concern for which species actually provided these ions. And in redox reactions, we focus on shifting the electrons more so than the identities of the ions themselves. So if we split the various species into all the ions present, we get the complete ionic equation. Then we look at spectator ions, which are the ones that don't take part in the overall reaction, but they remain in the solution unchanged. And then we can simplify the reaction to its net ionic equation, which shows only the species that actually participate in the equation or reaction. And all aqueous compounds should be split into their constituent ions. Solid salts should be kept together as a single entity. And then we look at specific reaction types. So for combination reactions, two or more species come together to form a product. And then they have their relative half reactions and the net ionic equation. And for decomposition reactions, one product breaks down into two or more species. And then in combustion reactions, a fuel like a hydrocarbon is mixed with an oxidant, forming carbon dioxide and water. And the net ionic equation is identical to the overall balance equation because there are no spectator ions and no aqueous species. And they can have complex half reactions depending on the type of fuel used. And then we have double displacement or metathesis reactions, which involve the switching of counter ions and because all ions generally retain their oxidation state these are not usually redox reactions especially if they have all the species have the same oxidation numbers throughout and then we finally have disproportion disproportionation or dismutation, which is a specific type of redox reaction in which an element undergoes both ox and reduction in producing its products. Uh, so we have biological enzymes that use this, like catalase. And yeah. Or like superoxide dismutase. So there can be a disproportion of oxygen free radicals. And then peroxide and oxygen are the disproportioned. And the oxidation state is like negative one half or zero at some point. And biochemical disproportionation reactions are usually accomplished by enzymes, and these often have metals like copper and zinc in their active sites that act as the reducing agents. 
And then, of course, we finally have redox titrations. Focus is different, so acid-base looks at proton movement, and redox titrations look at the transfer of charge or electrons to reach the equivalence points, and they utilize indicators that change color at a particular voltage value. And we also have iodometric titration because it relies on the titration of reiodine radicals. It uses starch indicators to identify iodine complexes. And the presence of iodine is initially determined by a dark solution in the presence of starch. And at the end point, it's a colorless solution. And yeah, potentiometric titration is also a form of redox titration where there's no indicator. And the electrical potential difference or voltage is measured using a voltmeter. And as the titration progresses, its voltage changes. And this is analogous to following a acid-base titration with a pH meter instead of a color indicator because it's more exact. Okay, we'll go into our quick little concept summary. So we'll start with some definitions again. So oxidation is loss of electrons, reduction is gain. The two are paired together in redox reactions. An oxidizing agent facilitates the oxidation of another compound and is reduced itself in the process, and a reducing agent is the vice versa. Common oxidizing agents have con or contain oxygen or a similarly electronegative element. And reducing agents often contain metal ions or hydrides. To assign oxidation numbers, you have to know these rules. Any free element or diatomic species has an atomic oxidation number of zero. The oxidation number of a monatomic ion is equal to the charge of the ion. When in compounds, group 1A metals have an oxidation number of plus 1. Group 2A have plus 2. Group 7A have negative 1 unless they're combined with an element of higher electronegativity. Oxidation state of hydrogen is plus 1 unless it's paired with an electronegative element like it's something else where it's negative one. The oxidation state of oxygen is negative two usually, except in peroxides when it's negative one or compounds with more electronegative elements where it can be zero. The sum of the oxidation numbers of all the atoms present in a compound is equal to the overall charge of that compound. And then we'll get into redox reactions more where we're talking about balancing them. So the half reaction method called the ion electron method is the most common. You separate the two half reactions, you balance the atoms of each you start with all the elements besides H and O, and in an acidic solution, you balance the H and O using water and H+. In basic solution, you balance H and O using water and OH-. You balance the charges of each half-reaction by adding electrons as necessary to one side of the reaction. You multiply the half-reactions as necessary to obtain the same number of electrons in both, and you add the half-reactions, canceling out terms on both sides of the reaction, and confirm that the mass and the charge are balanced. Finally, we'll talk about net ionic equations. So a complete ionic equation accounts for all the ions present in a reaction. And to write a complete one, you have to split all the aqueous or compounds into their relevant ions and keep salts, salts intact. Net ionic equations ignore spectator ions to focus only on the species that actually participate. And to obtain one, you subtract the ions appearing on both sides of the reaction, which are called spectator ions. For some reactions that contain no aqueous salts, the net ionic equation is generated or generally the same as the overall balanced equation. And for double displacement metathesis reactions that do not form a solid salt, there is no ionic reaction because all ions remain in solution and do not change oxidation number. For disproportionation or dismutation reactions, there are a type of redox reaction in which one element is both oxidized and reduced, forming at least two molecules, combining the or containing the element with different oxidation states. And then we have oxidation reduction titrations that are similar to acid-base ones, but there's a transfer of charge being followed instead. 
So indicators are going to change color when certain voltages are achieved, and then potentiometric titration is a form of redox titration in which a voltmeter or external cell measures the electromotive force of a solution, and no indicator is used, and the equivalence point is determined by a sharp change in voltage. Okay, my friends, I'll see you in our very last section on electrochemistry.